0: Well hello, hello my ambitious friends and welcome to 2000 Books where we bring you the most important actionable ideas from the world's greatest books for ambitious entrepreneurs and I'm your host and former computer engineer turned entrepreneur, Manny Vaya. In this video, I will give you the top 10 billionaire biographies that everyone who is aspiring to greatness must read. Not only that, I will also give you a very powerful success lesson from the lives of each of these billionaires. So let's jump right into it. Coming in at number 10 is Titan, the biography of the richest man to have ever walked on the face of this earth. He was John D. Rockefeller, the founder of Standard Oil, and the amount of wealth he acquired is unmatched even by today's standards. At the time of his death in 1937, he controlled 1.5% of America's total economic output. In today's dollar terms, his net worth would be around $340 billion. That's as much as Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, and Mark Zuckerberg combined. One of the most important patterns you will notice in Rockefeller's story is his crazy, obsessive, maniacal ambition. In his early days, he was once rejected by a bank for a loan, and he walked out of the bank shouting, someday I will be the richest man in the world. While he was building Standard Oil, he once told another oil merchant, Standard Oil will one day refine all oil. He somehow strongly held the belief that he was the appointed savior of the oil industry. He saw it as his divine mission. He believed that the industry needed consolidation in order to survive. He thought he was ensuring the well-being of the workers of the oil industry, even though the outside world saw him as someone who was obsessed with building a monopoly. Whether you love him or you hate him, you can learn a lot from Rockefeller about how to become way more ambitious in life. And here is the mantra he taught. He said, do not many of us fail to achieve big things because we lack concentration. The art of concentrating the mind on the thing to be done at the right time to the exclusion of everything else. It is indeed by concentrating on his desires that he became obsessed with them. The next great billionaire biography is Jeff Bezos and the Age of Amazon by Brad Stone. Jeff Bezos is the founder of the world's largest online retailer, Amazon, and his net worth is estimated to be around $140 billion, and he is one of the richest men in the world today. One of the biggest success lessons from the life of Bezos is the understanding that failure is essential for success. A big example of Amazon's many failures was Amazon's Fire Phone, which was a complete flop. It has been a black spot in Amazon's history, and a lot of investors started to question Jeff Bezos and asked Bezos why Amazon was investing in stuff like this. When a reporter asked Bezos if he was worried about the big failure of Fire Phone, Jeff Bezos responded by saying, if you think Fire Phone is a big failure, wait till you see even bigger failures. There will be a lot more bigger failures. Jeff then went on to say, we have to conduct experiments. We have to keep on experimenting. We as a company have to allow ourselves to fail. He explained that any experiment has a chance of failure. That is why we call it an experiment, Jeff explained. In business, we have to conduct experiments, we have to try things because some things may fail, some things will fail. If we only try to do things that we think will succeed, we're not conducting experiments. And if we don't conduct experiments, we will never find out how far we can go. Jeff Bezos said that if he stops his employees from experimenting and if he dissuades them from failing, then he's doing the company a big disservice. So, fail often, fail rapidly, and figure it out. Failure is a part of growing your business. If you're not failing, you will not get to the next level. The next great billionaire biography is Howard Schultz's autobiography, Pour Your Heart Into It. Howard Schultz is the founder of Starbucks Coffee, and his net worth is estimated to be $2.5 billion. In 1961, when Howard Schultz was seven years old, his father broke his ankle while working as a truck driver picking up and delivering diapers. At the time, His father had no health insurance or workers' compensation, and the family was left with no income. That was a really painful time for young Howard. Howard Schultz still remembers the way his father looked laying on the couch with his leg in a cast. In a way, Howard Schultz's tremendous professional success is a tribute to his father, who died years later and never attained fulfillment and dignity from the work he found meaningful. Throughout the building of Starbucks, Howard Schultz has stayed true to the company mission, which is to inspire and nurture the human spirit. There is a very important lesson to learn from Howard Schultz. You have to operate your company by its mission and its values. For Starbucks, nurturing the human spirit is a mission that goes above and beyond the short term profits the company makes. He wanted to build a company that his father would have been proud and happy to work at. And in order to fulfill that mission of nurturing the human spirit, Schultz's first priority has always been his employees' well-being, he says. Largely because of his father's experience when he was injured, Schultz offered all of his employees, including part-time workers, complete health coverage as well as stock options. Last year, Starbucks even pays for employees' college tuition. Not only that, Starbucks pays its workers well above minimum wage. So instead of trying to minimize labor costs, as most businesses would do, Howard Schultz believes in investing in his employees, and that has led to Starbucks being wildly profitable and Schultz becoming a multi-billionaire. The next great billionaire biography is Mark Cuban's autobiography, How to Win at the Sport of Business. Mark Cuban is a billionaire entrepreneur who's the founder of Broadcast.com and the owner of Dallas Mavericks basketball team and Magnolia Entertainment. He's also one of the biggest investors on Shark Tank. His net worth is estimated to be $3 billion. One of the biggest lessons from Cuban's life is that you have to always be hustling and working hard. You have to be willing to put in the hard work in order to succeed big. And not only that, you have to have a maniacal obsession with hustle and hard work. At the age of 12, he asked his dad to buy him a pair of new Nike shoes. His dad told Mark that he needed to get a job and make money and buy those shoes himself. And that's what Mark actually ended up doing. He went door to door selling garbage bags and he made the money to buy the shoes he wanted. In his mid-20s, when he was starting Microsolutions, he did not really have much of a technology background. However, he knew one thing. He could RTFM read the freaking manual and figure it out. And that's what he always did every single time. He told himself that he was willing to put in the hard work and that was his advantage. This is how he acquired his first customer at Microsolutions. There was a piece of software that he wanted to sell to that potential customer for $500 and he told the customer that it would cost him $250 to buy the software and that he would make the software work, train them on it and support them if they would loan him the $250 to buy the software upfront. And if it did not work for whatever reason, he would walk their dogs, clean their cars, scrub their toilets, do everything necessary to pay them back. Fortunately, that worked out and that led to more and more and more customers. Over the next seven years, he didn't take a single vacation and grew micro solutions to $36 million in revenue and 80 employees. Since then, he has gone on to start multiple businesses and become a billionaire in the process. He says that just like sports, the only thing you can control in business is the effort you put in. You have to work very, very very, very hard. You have to operate like your competitor is working 24-7 to beat you and take everything you have got. You have to work with a sense of urgency, bordering on obsession. The next great billionaire biography is J. Paul Getty's autobiography, How to Be Rich. He was the richest man in America in 1957 at the age of 65. At the time of his death, his net worth is estimated to be $6 billion. Getty strongly believed that if we want to succeed in this world, we must stand up for our own individuality. The challenge is that we are being forced by society to become homogenized. The society wants us all to become the same. It is forcing us all down the same safe path. Get a job, buy a car, buy a house, start a family, wait for retirement, etc., etc. Don't try to ruffle the feathers. That's what society wants to tell you. Don't try to do something crazy at work. Just stay within these lines that society has created for you. However, Getty says that if you want to succeed big in this world, you cannot be a conformist. You have to be a contrarian. You have to be a rebel and fight for what you think is right. You have to stand up for your own ideals, your own beliefs, because without those, you just become part of the homogenized majority, the masses who cannot think for themselves or stand up for themselves. You want to live by your own identity and who you think you are. You can never become truly great if you are always following the crowd. In order to be truly rich, you have to live by your values because no amount of money will substitute a life devoid of living by your own values. That will always be a hollow life. Are you running a business with annual revenues in excess of $1 million? If so, are you interested in discussing the greatest business and personal development books with other like-minded entrepreneurs who are also running million-dollar-plus businesses? If you answered yes, I invite you to apply to my Million Dollar Book Club by going to milliondollarbookclub.com. You see, the Million Dollar Book Club is a private book club and mastermind group where you get to discuss the greatest books and ideas with other like-minded entrepreneurs who are generating at least $1 million annually. So if you're interested in the book club, I invite you to apply for it at milliondollarbookclub.com. The next great billionaire biography is Henry Ford's autobiography, My Life and Work. Henry Ford was the founder of the Ford Motor Company, and if we count his net worth in today's money, he would be worth $188 billion. Henry Ford strongly believed in a life full of hard work and not a life of ease. There's an interesting story from his days when Ford Motor Company was already a profitable and prosperous company at that time, and Ford was making around 100 cars a day. Henry Ford then announced that he planned to make 1,000 cars a day. Now, some of the stockholders of his company were alarmed and shocked. They were happy and satisfied with the profits Ford was making, and they did not want to see the company go through the pains of growing and adopting new technology to get 2,000 cars per day. They thought Henry Ford was going to ruin the company by trying to increase production, and they even threatened him with lawsuits. Henry Ford said, the end of money is not ease. Instead, it should be used perform more service. He believed in working hard for the sake of building something great rather than for the sake of making money so that you can retire and live a life of ease. He goes on to say, nothing is more abhorrent than a life of ease. None of us has any right to ease. There is no place in civilization for the idler. He strongly believed that if you focus on doing great work and providing great service, you will have more money than you can ever spend. He hated the idea that some people just wanted to get to a life of ease. Life is not a battle that should be ended as soon as possible, he said. The next great billionaire biography is Sam Walton's autobiography, Made in America. Sam Walton was the founder of one of the largest retailers in the world, Walmart, and at the time of his death, his net worth was estimated to be $8 billion. In his own words, the one element in his life that has made a difference about everything else is his passion to compete. He went on to say, money has never meant that much to me, not even in terms of keeping score what motivated Sam Walton was to be on the top. He wanted to be the best, not the biggest, but the best. Now, let me share with you one of my favorite stories about Sam Walton. Back in 1980s, the 60 plus year old Walton was arrested when he was found crawling around another competitor's store in Brazil. When Walton's friends came to bail him out, he told them that he'd been measuring aisle widths to determine exactly how the competitor displayed their wares in the store. Imagine that. Here's a guy who is a billionaire, one of the richest men in the world. He runs the biggest retailer in the world. He's 60 plus years old, and he's crawling under the shelves at a competitor's store just so he could understand how they operated. That goes to show how passionate he was for becoming the very best. He did not go to summon his employees to do the measurement. No, he just jumped in right then and there to get his hands dirty and do it all by himself. That was his passion. The next great billionaire biography is Buffett, The Making of an American Capitalist. Warren Buffett is the legendary investor whose net worth is estimated to be around $80 billion. There are a lot of great lessons to learn from Warren Buffett, but one of the most powerful lessons is his insatiable desire for reading and learning. By the age of 10, he had read all investment books in Omaha Public Library, some even twice. And he made his first investment at the age of 11. Even now in his 80s, he reads five to six hours a day. Buffett was very hardworking as a kid and very much wanted to learn everything he could about finance and the stock market. Charlie Munger once described Warren Buffett as a learning machine and noted that if you observe Warren Buffett during the day, you will realize that half his time is spent sitting on his ass and reading. When asked how to get smarter, Buffett once held up stacks of papers and said, read 500 pages like this every single day. That's how knowledge builds up, like compound interest. Even now, his days are rather unstructured. He doesn't have a computer on his desk. He reads for hours and only has a telephone on his desk. Hours pass without interruption. What's interesting is that this thirst for reading and learning is a very common pattern among a lot of billionaires. Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates, Mark Cuban are all crazy about reading as well. Elon Musk was reading two books a day in fourth grade and was reading 10 hours a day by the age of 12 when elon musk finished all the books in his school library at the age of 13 he went on to read all the encyclopedia britannicas The next great billionaire biography is Steve Jobs by Walter Isaacson. Steve Jobs was the founder of Apple, and at the time of his death, his net worth was around $10 billion. There is a very interesting story from Jobs' life that crystallizes one of the biggest reasons behind his massive success. Many people do not know that Jobs was actually fired as the CEO of Apple in 1985. Yeah, he was actually fired from the company he founded and created. In the absence of Steve Jobs, Apple began to struggle, and it was very close to bankruptcy in the mid-90s. In the final quarter of 1996, Apple's sales had plummeted by 30% and it was struggling mightily. Steve Jobs was brought back to Apple as the CEO of Apple in 1997 and that is when he started the historic turnaround of Apple. Steve Jobs found out that the company had a line of 12 Macintosh computers just to satisfy retailers. When he asked his top management, which of these should I recommend to my friend, he could not get a clear answer. So he got to work reducing the number of Apple products by 70%. The company went from losing $1 billion that year to turning a profit of $309 million a year later. And he continued to stay focused as he took Apple from the brink of bankruptcy in 1996 to one of the largest companies in the world in 2011 when he died. That is the power of focus. Apple grew because it cut down on things it focused on. Jobs often said, deciding what not to do is just as important as deciding what to do. It's true for companies and it is true for products. Google co-founder Larry Page approached Steve Jobs for advice in his dying days. Here's what Jobs said. Figure out what Google wants to be when it grows up. It's now all over the map. Again, it's the same advice. Focus, 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 focus. Don't be all over the map. The next great billionaire biography is Elon Musk by Ashley Vance. Elon Musk is the founder of PayPal, SpaceX, Tesla, and his net worth is estimated to be around $19 billion. There's an interesting story from the life of Elon Musk that explains a very powerful life and business lesson. So after he had made around $250 million from the acquisition of PayPal, Elon began investigating and actually started building a rocket company. His friends thought he was crazy to just throw away his hard-earned money into something crazy like building a rocket company. This was something only governments with big pockets did. How could a company do that? His friends tried very hard to stop him from wasting his money on building rockets. However, he was not to be deterred. A reporter once asked him, why did you go into this crazy endeavor of launching rockets into space? Did you think you were going to be successful at it? Surprisingly, he replied, no, I did not think that we were going to be successful. He explained further in his own words, and I quote him. He said, however, I really believe that if something is really important to you, you must go after it, even if the likelihood of success is very low. Very powerful, very profound words from Elon. Elon Musk strongly believes that in order to ensure the survival of humanity, we have to colonize Mars. If anything happens to Earth, the human race will still be able to survive on Mars. So this mission is really important to him, and that is why he started SpaceX, even though his odds of success were really, really small. Again, I want to repeat what Elon said. I really believe that if something is really important to you, you must go after it even if the likelihood of success is really low. It is an understanding that when you have a very strong reason for accomplishing something, it doesn't matter how bad your odds of success are. You have to go after it. You have to attack it. And as a result of your persistence, you will find a way. As Tony Robbins often says, if you have a strong enough why, you will figure out the how. As in, if you have a strong enough reason to do something, you will always figure out the way to get it done. If you know your why, the how will come. You have to keep on going after it because it's just so important. The greatest way to evaluate risks in life is not by evaluating how risky something is, but by how important it is to you. So these are just 10 of the 20 plus success lessons I compiled from these billionaire biographies. Now I've put together all 20 of those billionaire success lessons in a PDF document that you can download for free by going to 2000books.com slash billionaires or by clicking right here. The link to the PDF download is also in the description below. Remember the old saying, if you want to do great things, you have to model those who have done great things before you. So make sure to grab these 20 billionaire success lessons so that you can model these billionaires who have accomplished great. Thanks. So I have a question for you. Are you trying to build an online information business that will give you the time independence, the location independence you've been yearning for? If so, let me tell you a little bit about what I did. I left my engineering career back in 2015 to start this business, 2000 Books, and I have since built it into a very successful online information business. We have a thriving podcast that is heard in 151 countries around the world. We have a YouTube channel with over 35,000 subscribers and seven online courses with thousands of customers. Now here's the deal. If you are interested in starting or growing your online information business and need me to be your mentor and coach so that I can help you grow your business as quickly as possible, you should apply for my coaching at 2000books.com slash apply.